0: Hello, and welcome to the Life Toyetic with Ben and Molly. I'm Ben.
1: And I'm Molly.
0: And on the drive over, I was asking myself, why is my name first in the showtime? Well,
1: it was alphabetical.
0: Was that really what we were doing?
1: I thought that's how it works.
0: Well, I think I just... I think... When I pitched the name, I wanted something that kind of had the same kind of cadence and tempo as The Life Aquatic with Steve Mm Zzell. So it made sense to go Ben and Molly. because. So I think in terms of the the, the syllabology of it, which is The the meter. The meter, yes. I I felt like that scans. But now I worry that because my name is in front and it's our show, we collectively think that I'm more important than you. And I disagree with that on a fundamental level.
1: Well, that's nice to hear.
0: That doesn't mean you're more important. We're just equally uh, important.
1: Well, that's still that's still nice to hear.
0: Yeah, you're just as important as I'm, or I'm just as important as you are. Yeah, no, let's really, go with that one. Yeah, that one. That one's pretty good. How are you doing today?
1: I'm doing well. I am no longer sick. That's good. We we've had a rough. We
0: week. yeah, this has been a very fun and exciting time. For a lot of people, but mostly us. Yeah. I moved. Yeah. Very suddenly.
1: You had a little bit of a domestic emergency.
0: I did. And
1: then I was sick, and we were just a mess.
0: Yeah. We, this is, we've been trying to record for, Like, oh, two,
1: or, th- two, two yeah. or three weeks. Um, too and this many is
0: weeks. Too many weeks, too many weeks. The, the hit adult swim sketch. Yes. Um. Yeah, we, this is the closest to the release of an episode that we've recorded, because we are recording on Thursday... And this episode should be going out on Monday.
1: Lord willing.
0: We've got rid of the buffer. The buffer's gone. It's just... <laughs> it
1: didn't last very long. It didn't
0: last very long. The Barbie episode we recorded at the beginning of February, so it's been almost a month since we last recorded. Yeah. That's a bad thing. Because we've got to do fine. this regularly No, now. I kind
1: of like that it's... There's more of a sense of urgency and immediacy.
0: We've got to watch this movie very, very quickly.
1: Well, it means... Okay. It means that there's less time between receiving fan mail and reading it
0: on the show yeah which we do have a piece yeah, of fan mail which we will... should
1: go through our mailbag
0: we i think we should do that after mm. the review. or do you want to do that now i
1: kind of want to do it you want to do it now all right um, well i'm thinking about it okay i'm well, sorry i sprung this on you no
0: you're fine like structurally i had kind of thought it uh, thought of it as like something we do towards the end oh, of the no. show but that also implies i don't want
1: to disagree with no, you. no 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 well, I think your name is first
0: <laughs> because i'm the more important one i need to pull up that email then one second So the email is from Del Taco, and it reads, Score the biggest catch with these... No, that's not. That's a separate email. So we got this piece of mail uh, from Alex, and you can email us uh, at show at thelifetoyotech.com if you want to ask us a question, or if you have something to say about a movie that we've discussed. Uh, Alex wrote in to say, Hi, Ben and Molly. I love your podcast and can't wait for what's to come. Neither can <laughs> we. I feel well. You
1: kind of had to.
0: This person's excited, and I, I, I worry for them now. <laughs> I feel like we're setting a a, a, a standard that we can't meet. But yeah. Um, this is directly in response to our Pokemon episode. Alex asks, "Isn't Detective Pikachu already quirky enough to count as Poirot, or do you consider him (parentheses Pikachu close parentheses) not canon? Keep up the great work, Alex. Um, that's a great question, Alex. How much do you know about Detective Pikachu before we continue? Very
1: little. I. I've seen pictures of Detective Pikachu, and just in looking at him, uh, he, he's he got the, like, the Deerstalker cap.
0: Yes. Which and to a me... a big magnifying...
1: Yeah, mark. and so I'm like, obviously, Sherlock Holmes, Conan Doyle, still plenty of room for Agatha Qu- Christie and Poirot stuff to be going yeah. on in the, in the Pokemon universe. Yeah,
0: and I don't feel like the presence of a Holmesian take on Pikachu, which I personally think that is the uh, the interpretation of the 25th Pokemonster monster that we have been waiting for. <laughs> Ever since I saw Pikachu in-game and then on the cover of Pokemon Yellow, as most people have obviously seen him because he wasn't given a lot of exposure before that game, obviously. Something about Pikachu screams for, give me... Late Victorian, early 20th century murder mysteries being solved by this critter in a deer stalker and a pipe and mm-hmm. a magnifying glass, and they've given us all of that. Sands the pipe for obvious reasons because kids are going to yeah, be playing this game don't want and I, to yeah. start
1: smoking or doing opium.
0: I do think here's the thing: we don't know that he doesn't do opium in the game.
1: That's that's a good point.
0: It hasn't come up in the trailers. His pipe also doesn't show up in the game, but I'm going to assume that that's not... Because otherwise that would have to be on the ESRB rating, where there would be... Look, tobacco use, yeah. parentheses, a pipe. Close parentheses. I'm all about the parentheses this evening, Yeah, apparently. you
1: really are.
0: But uh, I don't think... Here's the thing. As cool as Detective Pikachu is... And Detective Pikachu is, goes without saying, very cool. I think... Poirot is a Pokemon trainer, and I think I can I can see in my mind's eye what his sprite would look like in the <laughs> game. I can I can close my eyes and visualize his cameo in the anime.
1: He has a very strong silhouette. He has a very distinct style.
0: Sorry. I just thought of Pokeball.
1: Pokemon. <laughs> Pokemon.
0: <laughs> I don't know whether we discussed this in the Pokemon episode. Poirot's team of six Pokemon.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Blastoise is an Blastowaz. obvious one. Because it's fun to yeah. say. Beyond that,
1: oh, who would he
0: have on his team, I on his I like roster? maybe
1: some, like, unknown.
0: I think at least one something unknown. Something mysterious. Yes.
1: Or maybe one of the ghost type. Like Interesting choice. Or... Well, something, because com- people die around him.
0: <laughs> is I, I my ha- reasoning. I had a theory about Poirot, which actually originally stem- began as a theory about Agatha Christie and has gone... Not Agatha Christie. Um, God, what's her name from Murder, She Wrote? Angela
1: Lansbury.
0: Angela Lansbury, but the, act- the character that she played.
1: I feel like it was like Jessica something. Jessica
0: Fletcher. Thank oh, you. Oh, you. you're
1: welcome. Yeah, I've never That's seen that it. show.
0: Jessica Fletcher. My theory was that the one thing that links all of the murders is her. So, so you
1: think she's the murderer?
0: yes. But I think that theory tracks for almost every long-running series about a
1: a detective a detective
0: who solves murders. And Poirot being one of the like staples of the genre, I wouldn't put it par- like Murder on the Orient Express. I'm willing I'm okay to accept that Murder on the Orient Express he was not involved in that one. But I think you got, think a, taste got a, for a taste for it. For it yes. Yeah.
1: I think pretty much any detective in a detective series Like, Miss Marple or Poirot or Sherlock Holmes or Miss Fisher. They would all make great Pokemon trainers. Yes. They all have such distinct styles and approaches and personalities.
0: I I think Columbo, his Pokemon team, (laughs) would be made up of five Magikarps. And then right at the end, it's uh, like a Charizard or something. (laughs) Because, like, you think, oh, this is going to be a cakewalk, and then right at the last minute, like, just one, just one more thing, and then it's <laughs> it's a level 127, because because of hacks and rare candies, Charizard, with maxed out stats, who just bites the opponent to death.
1: I hope this answered your question, Alex. Yes,
0: Alex, I hope we have uh, covered all of those bases for you. Now, on to the movie. Yes. Goodbye. No, um...
1: We had said last time that we were going to be watching *Furby Island* this week. Yes, and I think after the harrowing experience of watching *Barbie and the Rockers*, I at least decided that I don't have it in me to to watch a second <laughs> a second terrible, terrible TV special.
0: Yeah, I'm. I think that it's been an emotionally taxing week. I think for both of us mm-hmm. separately and together. And I think the idea of having to endure another badly animated disaster piece is probably not a great way f- to keep our spirits up. So I think you made this call and I agree with it. We're going to substitute Furby Island. We will be coming back to Furby Island. We're we not- will
1: revisit it.
0: We will revisit Furby Island. We were able to um, exchange... We have to
1: train first. Yeah. We have to per- mentally, emotionally <laughs> prepare.
0: We were able to trade our, um, our cruise tickets for store credit. <laughs> so that we can, you know, we can use them for a, a, another another trip. But on this occasion, we're instead going to watch the Lego movie.
1: Yes, a, a nice soft Paul of a movie.
0: Yeah, uh, soft Paul. Who's soft? Softball? softball. Oh, softball. I thought he said soft Paul. Like it was a reference <laughs> to a person. Like, hello, I'm Soft Paul. Let's get together and watch the Lego movie. Oh my God. I don't know who this person is. No,
1: now soft Paul has to become a recurring character.
0: <laughs> soft Paul. Soft Paul uh, and soft pen. Is Soft Paul the episode title? But <laughs> We don't even watch the movie oh, no. yet, and we have our episode title.
1: There's plenty of time. I've only seen this movie once. I, I yeah. saw it in theaters, and that was the only time that I've seen it. So it's been a while.
0: Yeah, I, I did not get to see it in theaters. I watched with a now ex, a bootlegged copy streaming from a less than screen. Is that why you website? broke up
1: with them? Is because you were like, I can't believe you committed this terrible crime. This level of crime. piracy. How dare you? The
0: studio needs that money. <laughs> so you sat
1: down and watched it with them, and then you were like,
0: we're I over. I can't do this I can't. anymore. I just walked out the door and never looked back. But I own it on DVD. Not DVD, even Blu-ray. But I guess it came with a DVD, so technically I'm not wrong. Shut up, Ben. So we're going to go away and watch The Lego Movie... Which is a fun. I already yeah. know I like this Hopefully movie.
1: Hopefully, it's going to be a nice, relaxing experience. Yeah, and we're going to come back and just extol its virtues. So, if
0: you're one of the people who thinks we're a bad movie podcast, yeah. we're about to disappoint you.
1: Hopefully, fortunately, yeah.
0: you're not. We're not too too many minutes into the episode. I don't like
1: that the format of this podcast has become listen to us suffer <laughs> you know, and yeah. just groan.
0: We need a breather, um, especially because of next week's movie oh god no <laughs> but we'll come to that one alright we're gonna go away and watch the Lego movie we'll be back with you after these uh, very old commercial messages I went a little bit weird when I said that there you
1: can try it again very old
0: commercial messages I'm getting called that's soft that's soft <laughs>
1: <laughs> I am so we'll be
0: back we'll be back after these commercial messages <laughs> that's worse Lego is here hey kids look a whole new world to build.
1: Cause Lego is here.
0: This young boy had such fun. He used Lego one by one. Wibbity knack, paddy whack, don't a plane. This young boy glad Lego came.
1: Lego, a whole new world to build.
0: This young girl hotels, animals, people, boats, skyscrapers, and more. So kids, get your Lego set now at department and toy stores everywhere. Lego, the sensation of Europe now made in America by Samsonite, who make it better for longer-lasting fun. Alright. That was
1: delightful. That's...
0: I haven't... I I haven't seen that film since it came out. That
1: was so comparatively painless.
0: It was... It was just such an enjoy... Here's this this thing. I'm not gonna lie. I was enjoying myself so much that I started to fall asleep in the middle. I did now, too! Oh, that's no, not...
1: <laughs> I was also kind of snoozing.
0: That's, but that's not an indictment of the movie. That's just, I was comfortable and I was happy and I was content. I
1: felt so safe in the arms of this movie.
0: In the, yes, it's, it was a really enjoyable, it was just, it was a nice, what's the word that I'm looking for? A Whom? release. It was like, oh. a, no, it was a womb, no! <laughs> No, that's
1: the cozy place you go.
0: But I wasn't. I wasn't thinking about. A wo- I've never oh. wanted to go back into a womb. But oh, I,
1: I think because I was a preemie, I like was expelled too soon, and I've been looking for the way back ever since.
0: That explains a lot. My feeling about this movie. I was. I was aiming for. It was like a release valve. Like we've had a string of, with the possible exception of Pokemon, the first movie, we've had a string of movies that we have not enjoyed.
1: We liked Trolls, okay.
0: We did enjoy Trolls. But I think I, that what I enjoyed about Trolls was like trying to take it apart and <laughs> find all of the sexy sex stuff inside and then put it back together without any piss, pieces missing. I said Without pieces. any piss missing. Without any missing piss, which is another kink. This was nice in that it was just fun. It was, the Lego movie is just a fun, joyous, heartfelt movie. It is a movie that gets across the core brand philosophies whilst also being an enjoyable, fun like 90 however many minutes of, of film.
1: I'm a little concerned that how are we going to talk about this for an hour yes. if there's nothing to pick apart and try to make sense of because yes. it actually makes sense. It's
0: as a, a cohesive yeah. whole. Um there's not a lot to really disassemble uh, in the Lego movie. Uh, it's just it is an enjoyable film. I think one of the things that we can discuss with this movie that is different from other movies we can that we watched we don't often discuss really the toyetic nature mm-hmm. of the movies, the 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 fact that these the films we've been watching are based on a toy or a video game has been the theme of the podcast. But I think the one thing we can definitely do with this movie is kind of pick apart. I'm not doing these on purpose. No, I swear. It's fine. Keep the you just
1: roll
0: with it. we can we can kind of pick apart the the philo the philosophy
1: falafel the falafel. The falafel, falafel balls. We
0: can. I'm, I'm hungry. Can you tell? <coughs>
1: we can have falafel tacos. <laughs> Say that again. We can have falafel Uh, (coughs) (laughs) tacos.
0: How many? I don't
1: know how many times you want me to take it.
0: You one more time.
1: (laughs) We can have falafel tacos.
0: That's the take. That's it. So, hey, this movie
1: philosophy is the word you were trying. to
0: Philosophy, say. yes. We spent a lot of time I'm talking really about sorry. food. I,
1: yeah, I think we're both a little hungry. Yeah,
0: we usually eat something before or during yeah, the movie, and we haven't juice. done that. So this is this is going to be a very hungry podcast.
1: Hungry, hungry podcast. Yep. Peckish, it, peckish podcast. Is.
0: God damn it. <laughs> is there a hungry, hungry hippos movie? The phone will tell us. The phone will tell us. While you're searching for that, because I do want to know if there is one, but could we can add it to the list, the narrative of the, the Lego movie, the Lego movie is basically the Matrix, but dumb, but in the best possible way. I don't think we necessarily need to do a full plot recap, especially considering, A, how recent this movie is, and B, how good it is. Like, disassembling the narrative of a, a dumb movie, a bad movie. Hold on. Wait.
1: I'm fine. I'm actually, I looked up Hungry Hungry Hippos movie, and I'm actually finding some stuff. <laughs> <laughs> and I have to get in, I'm so sorry. I really have to get into this. I'm on the Wikipedia for Hungry Hungry Hippos. And Film
0: adaptation. There's
1: a, a subheading. Production is to start in early 2016. That's in the past. Yeah, that was two years ago. So this is going to be a really good movie that they've been working on for a very long time.
0: I do know that they've been working on a Monopoly movie.
1: Yeah, and Action Man.
0: Action Man. I don't know that America is as familiar with Action Man. I'm definitely
1: not familiar with it. I'm just reading the article. Yeah. What's what's an Action
0: Man? Action Man is kind of, I guess, at least when I was a kid in the 90s, Action Man is what the larger G.I. Joes were branded as. Okay, I At least that's my I'm, understanding. Of I'm it.
1: looking at the Hungry Hungry Hippos stats, I guess, and it says skills required dexterity. Oh no! Random chance, medium, <laughs> a medium level of random chance. I like that they've been the able game, to hungry, nail that hungry
0: down. Hippos. What was it? Yes. Yeah, so I don't feel like we necessarily have to like do a beat by beat on the you know no. a, a play a, a play by play of the the narrative of this movie. A because of how recent it is. B because it's a good movie and picking apart the story. Of a good movie is never going to be as much fun as speaking about yeah, the story of a just, bad one. You
1: can just marvel at how how neatly it all fits yeah. together. Um, it's
0: like if we were to do Wreck It Ralph, and I think we will probably do Wreck It Ralph at some point because there's so many. I video guess games they are based there. on yeah. I think unlike that
1: the Emoji Movie, which is not based on a toy. It's. I
0: mean, nope. I, There's an argument for the Emoji uh, Movie, and we will. It's a dumb argument. We'll come to that at the end of the podcast because okay. this is an argument that the listeners need to hear. Mm-hmm. Um, but the Lego Movie, as I, as I think I've spent. Quite a lot of talent, time trying to express because it isn't a bad movie. It is not a bad movie in any way, shape, or form. But, but, buts, bottoms, asses. Um, we can talk about how I think the Lego Movie does a good job of boast, bo- bo- boast, of boasting. You're having really hard time with, I'm the, having trouble with the words. mouth and I the words. I think I'm very hungry. The thing that the, the Lego movie is really good at kind of getting across, A, the core, I want to guess, like, the brand philosophy of Lego, but in a way that doesn't feel forced. Mm. Like, the like, this idea of creativity and being able to, like, make your own stuff and, and do your own thing, but also having the instructions for when you need them. I remember at the time a lot of people saying, "Well, the Lego Movie kind of is a is a, a kick in the teeth to all of the prefabricated Lego sets, and it's telling people to go off book." And it's like, it's I mean, it's really not. It's just telling you to be creative, and sometimes being creative is doing your own thing, taking whatever bricks and making whatever you want, be it, uh, you know, a, a, a you know a you know cloud cuckoo land or a a, a robot pirate. And sometimes being creative is building the thing per the instructions and then doing something interesting with that once you built it. So I think that's the thing that interests me the most about the Lego Movie from the toyetic standpoint. Firstly, this movie shouldn't exist. There's no reason for there to be a Lego Movie. But even more baffling than the existence of the Lego Movie is that a it gets across those philosoph- those separate, disparate philosophies at the same time, but is also really enjoyable to watch. Like, that's great. I love that. That's the podcast. Is at
1: the end of your thought?
0: That's the end of my thought. I, be, I was waiting for you to jump in with something. No,
1: no, I didn't want to interrupt you. I think it definitely, tonally was on brand for Lego. It reminded yeah. me a lot of the kind of tongue-in-cheek attitude that you see in, like, the Lego games. Yeah. And I appreciated that.
0: Mm. I, it's... You
1: know No, you probably have played with Legos more than I have in your lifetime. Did
0: you not have a lot of Legos as a kid? Okay,
1: the only Lego set that we had...
0: It's one set.
1: Well, well, we had... I had, like, the big blocky ones when I was a, a wee Is child. Is that the Duplo?
0: The, the, the bigger... Yes. Okay.
1: And the first, the first Lego set that I vividly remember playing with was the episode one play set. <laughs> okay. Yeah, me. And the way that we would play with it didn't really have anything to do with Star Wars...
0: You did your own thing with it. Yeah, yeah. I I did have Legos as a kid. I did not have a lot of legit Legos. We had a lot of. When I was a kid, we got for Christmas one year a bucket of knockoff Legos, and they were definitely Lego inspired because they were the same size bricks. They had the notches on the, the top.
1: Same functionality. N- no. What?
0: Because the undersides of the brick, there were no. There was nothing to notch the tops into. It was just hollow. So you would just. The idea was, I guess, you would slide the bricks on, and there were enough of those notches on the top to kind of touch the side of the inside of the, the brick above it. And they it. were
1: just kind of like gently. They were to each other.
0: Yeah, kind of. They weren't. There wasn't a lot of rigidity, and they were very. They were very easy to pull apart. But I remember as a kid deciding that I wanted to build myself a house to live in. Oh. And I was going to build like this full
1: size ha- house for your full size body.
0: Uh, I was going to build it way up. And my philosophy was I'm just gonna build it in on the, the the upstairs landing outside of the bedrooms. I'm gonna build this house. So I started building this spiral. And I wanna stress, this was maybe like two foot by three foot. And that's being generous. Like the size of the coffee table that we're sitting at right now is bigger than this house would have been. But it's like I'm going to build it and I'm going to live in it. I don't know what my end game stand would have very been. very
1: still inside the house. Yes,
0: it's like like Bender's broom closet. Like there's no way I would have been able to use Like The shower on a submarine. Exactly. Uh, but it ended up not happening because I ran out of bricks. Like less than a foot above the yeah. the house uh, above the ground. But that's what my overriding memory of Lego as a kid. Now my nephew, my sister has a son. Uh, which is my nephew. They're the same person. And he has a lot of Legos now. So he plays a lot with Legos. And then, of course, there's my friend Dino, his son Connor. He builds some amazing stuff out of Lego. And the only time I ever really got to play with like Lego Legos as a kid was when I was in nursery school back in England. And I remember stealing the minifigs and taking them home. I stole at you least
1: three. You steal a lot of stuff as a child.
0: I was a, I was a little kleptomania yeah
1: I to be fair I once stole a blanket from daycare
0: mm-hmm.
1: um and I still have it to this day you still have it yeah well I mean it's at my parents house but
0: that's having I it.
1: never gave it back
0: yeah I don't know what happened with it at Lego Men. I remember telling my mom oh uh, I was given this Lego man at school because <laughs> <laughs> for I'm such, free because I'm such a good boy I think it was my argument <laughs> and I I remember I vaguely remember getting a talking to from one of the teachers for stealing Lego men I
1: clearly didn't make that much of an impression i don't
0: think i stole many more after that you only I, stole
1: lego women after that
0: only lego women um i <laughs> or gender
1: uh, non-conforming legos i do
0: know that one of the lego men i stole was the 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 spaceman benny the oh! spaceman with the helmet because that's a real lego you could get i mean not most of the lego people in i here assume so reels. yeah were reals well, they were reals as as a toyetic movie, I think this is like this is the this is this the, is the best way you could do it. Yeah, like I, this is like the holy grail this of toyetic cinema. I think
1: maybe whatever every franchise wants to achieve. Yeah, or like doesn't know they want to achieve.
0: Yeah, because but I I I think one of the things that makes it work is again that, that idea of sticking to like the the, the the core brand philosophy, but also kind of subverting it a little bit because of the the many ways that they approach it but they also they take they take the product they don't take it very seriously which i love but they also ground it in reality like the the idea like the way it's animated when i first saw this film in 2014 when it came out i think i thought it was stop motion i did not realize it was computer animated i genuinely believe this was a stop motion movie because everything is made out of lego everything is made out of purchasable lego pieces and it looks like a kid playing with legos like that's that's what it looks like even the the the, the minifigs the, the the characters they don't move like they do in the in the video games like in the video games they kind of they they move yeah. in whatever way they need to but in the movie with few exceptions they don't really move in a way that you wouldn't expect a minifig to move and um, and when they do they find an interesting way to fudge it the arms are always at that rigid yeah, angle and the, the legs are the always jumping jacks yeah and i really love that like this is a film that Knows its product. That's a really shitty thing to say about <gasps> a movie. This is a film that knows what it is, um, and it has fun with it. That's the podcast.
1: Oh no, this is my idea.
0: Well, I my mean, I, are bad. I no, I don't think your ideas are bad. I think th- I th- I absolutely agree with your approach. Like, why we had to choose this episode because, especially this week, not just with the podcast, uh, but and not just with the the, the stuff that has happened personally I think sometimes we need we need to be able to say you know what we're gonna watch a movie that we like and we know we're gonna like it we maybe don't have a lot to say about that so tune in next time it's
1: got to be a way we need a thesis of some sort
0: what are we what do we have to say about the Lego movie I just enjoyed it yeah I think that's this is the thing is that I think sometimes you just need a, a movie to kind of I, I've always resented the idea of a well. You just have to switch your brain off. No, I need my brain to live. So um, you
1: especially need to exercise. Yes,
0: I, I've always resented the idea of like, oh well, it's a popcorn movie. Don't think about it. And I mean, yeah, I maybe there are films where that the holes like start the they grow in size if you decide to if you try to like pull at that thread too much and I think that there are problems with with this movie that you know in a narrative context that you could probably pull apart but it's such a joyous movie why would you want to it's a it's a it's a movie that has something to say not just about the product that it's about this I think this movie has something to say about like the culture and the society and 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 the world in which we live like don't don't Go to McDonald's all the time when there's when there are other options. <laughs> I think that's a, <laughs> that is a bit in there, like the 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 Starbucks stuff at the beginning of the movie, like watching oh. the watching the same, same TV shows and drinking the same expensive. Like that's in there, like the uh, this idea of like being an individual. And I'm not saying being an individual in the sense of like, well, be an individual. Shop at Hot Topic. It's be an individual. Buy Legos,
1: or just have your own. I- originate your own ideas. Yeah, um, with Legos. With Legos, yeah. I think. I'm going to make a little a little Lego pun now. But I think okay, this movie, I'm ready. it it fits together very well, right? Nothing yes. nothing is set up that isn't paid off.
0: Yes. And I think it is occasionally it is occasionally a stupid movie. It is occasionally a very dumb movie, but it is intelligently so.
1: Calculated It is calculated
0: stupidity, stupidity yes. <laughs> it is a movie that knows exactly what it is doing 95% of the time. And I love that. And I love watching it and I kind of don't have anything else to say about oh. it. No, I I it's it's a struggle. I like, I feel like it's interesting cuz I if we watch if we'd watch the Lego Batman movie, I feel like we could sit and talk about that for for a full hour because I think that there are things to say about what that movie is doing with Batman. Mm-hmm. I have stuff to say about that because I'm invested in Batman. I'm invested in Legos. I don't own a great many of them. I have that. Are some... you
1: saying you own shares in Legos?
0: <laughs> I own shares in Legos, and I'm actually in breach of contract by talk. No, I. Uh, it's just, it's just fun. I I don't feel the need to pick apart a movie that isn't trying to be anything other than a ninety minute. Commercial for I a toy find it, that is—it's tricky. It's interesting
1: tricky. that this this has been the movie that's most transparently featured products, yeah. and their functionality. And yet, I feel like it's the one that the least feels like a commercial to me.
0: Yeah, like this. And this is why I say I think this is the holy grail for toyetic cinema because I can imagine people like executives in boardrooms in both the film industry and the toy industry going, "Why can't we do that?" <laughs> Why can't our toy movie be that? We made Battleship. They made this.
1: And I think that the key is that the idea originated from the spirit of creativity that... The spirit of Christmas. The spirit of Christmas. (laughs) Yet to come. Yeah. The spirit of the Lego brand, like you were saying. Yeah. Creativity and self-expression. And yes, it's advertising products, but it's... It's advertising like, a way of life, almost. Just, yes. like, an approach to living your life. Yeah. But that's all part of, like, the Lego brand. Yeah. And there's a reason that Legos have endured. Yeah. And are so beloved.
0: I've just had a thought. <laughs> oh, no. Adult Legos? That's Ikea. <laughs> that's Ikea. Wait,
1: aren't they both Swedish? Yes.
0: <gasps> it's the
1: Swedes. <laughs> that's our way in.
0: That's our way in. All right, meatballs. <laughs> Fish. Dime bars. Gee,
1: our meat meatballs are like Swedish falafel. All
0: right. <laughs> okay. I'm not sure I'm on the same page, but okay, I dig it.
1: Never mind. Um, I was. I tried. Well, just, you can edit that out. Edit out my shame.
0: And I'm gonna pump up the volume on that but Pump up the volume on that whole sequence.
1: So really, it's the Swedes. <laughs>
0: it's all their fault. Yes. <laughs> they t- They no, us. No,
1: thank you, Swedes. You've given us yeah. so much, and I feel like we don't give you anything back.
0: We give them. Reasons to be upset with America. Ugh. We don't, yeah, we don't appreciate everything that the Swedish do. This is a, this, this is the new podcast we're it's doing. A is, is, is a sweet appreciation hour with Ben and Molly. It's right
1: in with your favorite thing about what Swedes.
0: Is, I, Sweden exists and is good.
1: I think I just, I I want to figure out how they did it and why other movies can't Can't. yeah
0: that's okay so that's our way in like how do we go we took us so fucking long to get to this no no it's
1: fine no Um, it's all in there but you're gonna have a devil of a time editing this
0: this is gonna be a painful one for me to edit most impressive thing about the lego movie is that it does manage to accurately represent a the product b the fun you can have playing with the product Mm. especially at the end c uh the core philosophies of the brand uh, and D
1: That was boardroom van
0: Thank you Boardroom van Available at all good Toys R Us stores Oh sorry Toys R Us just went out of business uh, That was a bad time For me to stock up No they're going out of business What they're what? Actually, what They're going out of business No they're Okay fi- I
1: have to go to Toys R Us And just walk the aisles One last time They're filing
0: for bankruptcy In the US um, Is that
1: because all the children Have grown up There are no it, children anymore
0: There are no more kids in America um, We're the kids in America Whoa, Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't expecting you to join in, um, but the toys rest is also tanking in the UK um, because everyone's going to Amazon.
1: Wait, so what's what's Jeffrey going to do? Where's he going to go? Where's he going to find work?
0: I think Jeffrey is—he's got a golden parachute, so I think he's going to be okay. Oh, okay, and I think he's probably—I think he's moving to Jiffy Lube. Jeffrey uh, of Jiffy Lube. Jeffrey. Yeah, he be Jeffrey Lube. Uh, <laughs> so he, I think he's just going to—he's uh, going to work with them for a while, as
1: long as he doesn't have to go back to his days of furry smut. Yeah, those were dark times. For it Jeffrey. was. It wasn't a
0: very, very dark times. Very difficult times for Jeffrey. But, um, but he did get to take the same slogan with him from uh, his his smut days to his Toys R Us adverts. Which is, uh, I don't know about the American one, but in the UK, is there's millions says Jeffrey all under one roof. It's called Toys R Us, Toys R Us, Toys R Us. Now it was sung in the commercial. Oh, I,
1: I was waiting for something to rhyme.
0: No, my sister, and I love my sister. But the most irritating thing my sister does, and you can tell it's irritating because my hands are tensing up, she memorizes every single radio jingle, every television jingle. And
1: torments you with it forever.
0: And she just sings them, or she'll sing along with the commercial. So I know now the Toys R Us jingle from memory because my sister would just fucking sing it.
1: You didn't ask for this. And I didn't. I don't.
0: I didn't ask for this life.
1: I apologize that I really got us off track. <laughs> with Jeffrey
0: Yeah. Uh, and
1: Toys R Us. I'm really sad.
0: Toys R Us are going out of business. It's a sad time. Yeah, so, I mean, this film achieves so much in toyetic cinema. Why can't anyone else do this? I think part of the problem, I think, is that when a, when a studio buys the film rights to a toy or a board game or a video game, they I, it feels like they don't really work with the brands to make something that is a good fit. Like, look at the the battleship movie. What the hell was going on there? We
1: haven't watched that yet. No, banned.
0: It's a ridiculous film, and I don't know if it's on the list, but it absolutely I think it should is be. On the list. It is on the list. But you
1: should draw from the pool that we've already watched. Look, okay,
0: the Super Mario Brothers movie oh, is a God. key example. Okay,
1: that's a, that's a great example.
0: No one at Nintendo had any involvement in that film, and it absolutely shows. It is accidentally a Mario Brothers movie because it borrows some thematic elements and has a short guy from Brooklyn in it. There's so much wrong with that approach just because it doesn't fit. It doesn't feel like we're going to get a new Mario movie next year or the year after. Because Illumination, who do the the Mm. Despicable Me films, they're making a Mario movie.
1: I feel like they have a handle on what's what's charming and whimsical. Yeah. And will probably do a good job.
0: I think that one will be good.
1: I think... This might be a half baked thought that comes out all wrong. They're all half baked. So, we've got up. we've got forty
0: eight minutes of half-baked thoughts <laughs> oh, recorded God. already.
1: In in cases where a studio acquires the rights to a toy property, a game property, they then have to retrofit a narrative onto these existing characters yes. and kind of shoehorn them in or like assign personalities to things that or toys that originally it was the children's job to assign yeah. personalities to because it's a toy and they're going to do what they want with it. And I think because the Lego movie uses... It, it invents its own characters. It's not yeah kind of retrofitting anything because the point of Legos is that you can do whatever you want. You can make any story you want. Yeah. You can make any characters you want. You can erect any structures you want, like any sort of environment you want. I think that's part of why it works is because they have that at their disposal. They have
0: a recognizable framework of, like, the shape of a Lego person and the look and feel of Lego bricks. they
1: can tell any story. Yeah,
0: which is why we've started to get, like, the Lego Batman movie and the Lego Ninjago Ninjago movie and whatever else they've got. And then we know we've got another Lego Batman and another Lego movie on the way as a framework. And they did it with the video games as well. Like, that's one of the things that's been so successful with the Lego video games is that they aren't, trying to be like, well, what is Lego? Which the film does very well. But they're just trying to, they, they take the idea of, of Lego and that kind of just have fun with it, do your own thing, mm-hmm. and then apply that to a video game. Like, Travelers Tales, who make the games, took existing properties like Jurassic Park and Star Wars and Harry Potter and Indiana Jones and Lord of the Rings. and Lord of the Rings. <laughs> there we go. And just did their own thing with it. Like, the early Lego games don't have voiceover. There's no voiceover in the games at all, not even pulled from the movies. So they have to communicate everything without any dialogue, and they kind of still get to have fun with it as well. And they're still doing that now, even when they do record original voiceover, or when they, like, with the Lord of the Lego Lord of the Rings, when they pull the audio from the films, mm-hmm. they can still do their own thing with it. And they have fun. Like, those are fun games that feel Lego, in the same way that this film feels Lego. I think the film is more successful on that front than the video games are, because the video games... Well, a lot of the environments drops the Lego bricks and the Lego people into kind of realistic-ish environments. Or is yeah, this does... I
1: feel like they also have like a, uh, a stricter framework within which to work when they're making games based off these existing properties. Yeah,
0: but I, and that's not something that really... There aren't really any other brands that lend themselves well to that premise, to that, that concept of, well, take these characters that don't have a personality and inject personality in them. Lego can do that because, as you said, those it char- doesn't have any characters. When they event- inevitably make a Legend of Zelda movie, your version of Link and my version of Link, they're not going to be represented yeah. on the screen. We're going to get a Link, and he will talk.
1: And no! Yes.
0: He will almost certainly talk. This- and this is the thing, like, when I was driving, when we were moving, we're getting me moved, when I was driving from either to the apartment or from the apartment, I had a thought pop into, pop into my head. Pump
1: into your head. I had a
0: thought pump into my head. This thought ejaculated onto the oh back God, of my brain. No,
1: no, no! I didn't mean that. I Let me back. start again.
0: And the thought was: Who's going to be voicing Mario in the Mario Brothers movie? Because I suspect they'll go for a name. I don't think it's going to be Charles Martinet who has voiced him in the games. I think they're going to go for a name, and that scares me a little bit because that means they're going to kind of have to reinvent the character yeah. to suit the framework of the movie.
1: But here, they didn't have to do that. Here, yeah,
0: they didn't have to do that. Because they... they got... Even
1: with the existing characters, like Batman...
0: Like oh, the... oh, God. Their take on Batman is so brilliant. Yeah. Like, they again, as you said, they just had fun yeah, with Yeah, just
1: it. a playful approach. Yeah. That takes into account, culturally, who is Batman. Like, yeah. when people think of Batman, what what associations do they have? Yeah. And just take that and play with it. They play... The movie is... Play, it's not... Let's back this up. I'm so excited. Um, and Mel is also excited. Masters of the Universe mm. was Andy playing with his toys.
0: In the worst way. In the worst
1: way. This was playing Finn playing with his toys in the best way. Masters of the Universe is what children playing with their toys is actually like. not Nonsense, really, stream of consciousness. Yeah. But the Lego movie is children playing with their toys, what they experience in their
0: own mind. Yeah, and you get a bit of both of that as well because with the live-action segments towards the end of the movie, you get to see what the world that he's playing in is actually like, as opposed to the world that exists in In his his head. Like, I remember as a kid playing with my Buzz Lightyear and it was my Buzz Lightyear and two of my sister's Barbies (laughs) travelling in space. And the spaceship was a shoebox because, of course, it was. And I remember thinking about, like, in my head, thinking about things like shot composition and dialogue yeah. and... Um, You're telling
1: a story. Yeah.
0: And we tell those stories through the lenses of, like, what we know about storytelling. When we're when kids are playing with toys, they're using the tools that they have at their disposal that they've learned from other mediums. From You know, I, I grew up watching a lot of TV and film, so that's the lens through which I look at storytelling. I look at things very visually. So that's where I pull from. And I guess when kids... Kids now, I guess, still kind of do that because their primary source of story stuff is either going to be the books that they read or TV and film, and TV and film is doing most of the heavy lifting. So it makes sense that we see, you know, what he's playing through this cinematic lens, mm-hmm. but it still looks and feels and tastes like Lego. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. I think th- I think that's why it's so successful. Is that yeah. as a child watching it, you understand? As yeah. an adult watching it, you remember. You remember doing and you, that exact thing. You can same understand. Thing both aspects the live action adult feelings yeah. of you can kind of relate to the feeling of of losing the magic of the toys yeah oh and, god yeah <laughs> and yeah. suddenly like playing with trying to play with the toys and thinking this this isn't fun or magical anymore and the 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 spirit kind of getting sucked out of them in the way that Will Ferrell kind of sucked the spirit out yeah. of Legos and was using them as as models
0: So, my next question to you is, do you remember how old you were when you lost the magic?
1: I think I just redirected the magic, because I never stopped wanting to, like, write and tell stories, and to Mm. create, like, visual stories. Yeah. I'm trying to remember the last time I played with toys. I, I don't remember the last toys I had, like... What kind of toys did I... I guess I I collected Barbies, but I didn't play with them when I was collecting them, really. No, that's
0: a different thing. They just
1: kind of were there. In the same way that everyone has, like, toys on their desks.
0: Yeah. Like my humongous collection of Doctor Who yeah. action figures. Yeah,
1: I my, when I was growing up, I had, like, a computer desk, and I did have, like, just Barbies stood up on it. Yeah. But that was because... That was because of the Barbie movies. I had the Barbies from the movies, and looking at them, I could feel the same joy that I felt watching the movies. Looking at the dolls,
0: that's interesting because you're touching on something that I think that they they addressed very in a very not necessarily in depth, but in a very interesting manner in the toys who made us on Netflix. Mm-hmm. And they were talking about the Star Wars toys in in particular, like where a kid can watch, you know, Empire Strikes Back and see a particular droid and go, "I have that." um and there's that feeling of like pride of like that's mine i have that one with with doctor who i w- i can answer the question for the magic when did i lose the magic and the ma- i would say it comes and goes because i remember still playing i had a bunch of action figures based on the movie and the animated series that was based on it the mask and i remember still playing with those when i was like 13 14 i have as i previously mentioned a couple of minutes ago i have a bunch of doctor who action figures And I have had times where I've sat at my desk just kind of playing with with them. them. But I think that's... Doctor Who is... I mean, Doctor Who is something that's very important to me. I mean, you know this, and anyone who's listening to this who's familiar with me probably knows that. Doctor Who stokes the imagination for me. And I have a few action figures that are variations on a Doctor. Like, I have the Tenth Doctor in the Ninth Doctor's outfit, like, post-regeneration. And something about that figure in particular has always stoked my imagination. Like, what what else has happened between the ninth Doctor's last story, the regen- regeneration, and the start of the tenth Doctor's very first story, where he's still wearing, wearing those clothes? Like, I can visualize. There's a window that. for you to yeah. fill with
1: your own stories.
0: Yeah. Um, so you know, I I have periodically like picked up that toy and put him in poses, and it be- because my it fires something in my brain, but like I don't have. I don't buy toys for myself much anymore, with the exception of the Doctor Who stuff. I, You know, I don't see...
1: Yeah, so at what point do they become collectibles? Yeah,
0: and that's the interesting thing. Like, most of my Doctor Who action figures, I have one figure of every Doctor, with the exception of the, the newest one, because they haven't released one yet, on a shelf in my room. And they just stand there and watch me sleep, and occasionally masturbate. <laughs> <And> that's. <sort laughs> oh, of... <laughs> oh, I thought
1: the toys were masturbating. No,
0: they don't do that.
1: <laughs> I was like, that's a little weird that they do that. While you sleep.
0: Listen, they can do whatever they want. If it's Toy Story rules, they have... I mean, they don't have anything down there. That would be weird.
1: (laughs) I know for me, because I grew up with a brother, I don't know how to play by myself. Right. So I guess I would have stopped playing with toys around the time my brother stopped playing with me. Right. So...
0: How much... What's the age difference between you and your brother? three and a half years older.
1: So I can remember playing you know, Beast Wars and Jurassic Park and Legos with him. But as, as soon as he lost, lost interest in me as a play partner, (laughs) that's when I really turned to like reading and drawing and writing to entertain myself because there, there wasn't, there was no point in, in trying to play by myself. There was no one to like bounce the ideas off of. There was no sense of surprise (laughs) because everything was coming from inside my own head and like, to this day, I, I don't know how to play by myself at all.
0: You had the magic inside you all, <laughs> all. But it's a magic that you don't know what to do with on your
1: own. Yeah, th- so I it's funny, because Timber is an only child, so she's, she's used to having to keep herself entertained and play by herself. She's
0: she's in the other room playing on her Nintendo Switch Just right now. Just by
1: herself, exactly. Yeah. I can't even play video games by myself. I don't understand the point. For me, playing is a communal activity. Yeah. It's it's a cooperative, which, creative exercise, which is why I yeah. love D&D so much. Yeah.
0: D&D is a perfect example of that.
1: Rediscovering the magic.
0: Yeah, or redistributing that magic. Because yeah. I think something you said earlier is, is is really resonating with me, that that magic didn't go anywhere, you just reallocated it. Yeah. You know, you shifted your spell slots a little bit. Yes. Um, and now, like, the energy that I used to put into, like... The interpersonal drama between Buzz Lightyear and these two Varies. I'm now pouring into our DD campaign, or, you know, the web series I'm trying to get off the ground, or the, the the sci-fi comedy audio plays that I've been working on for however many years it's been, I've been trying to get that off the ground. Or Port Center. Like Port Center is a good example because I'm not telling my story, I'm telling the story of this game. But I learned that story because I fell in love with a game and researched it. A lot of the energy that I had from playing with toys as a kid transitioned, I think, over to video games, which I was always interested in as a kid. But I would go home and I would play Grand Theft Auto. And Grand Theft Auto, I think, is another example of something you could potentially make an interesting movie of. Because even though there's existing... That's a bad sentence. I don't know that
1: I would want to watch that movie. No, but but
0: I also don't know that you would want to watch it. uh,
1: My delicate constitution.
0: You wouldn't want to watch me play Grand Theft Auto. Oh, no,
1: definitely
0: not. And it's the same thing. Because that's not not your speed, that's not your flavor, and that's perfectly fine. But uh, Grand Theft Auto... Like, the bare bones of what makes Grand Theft Auto that game, you don't have to use those characters. Like, each of the games, particularly since Grand Theft Auto 3, has its own narrative with its own characters, and they're largely interchangeable. Like, I don't know anyone who gives a crap about the mute protagonist from Grand Theft Auto 3. No one's writing fanfic for that guy. Um,
1: someone is, someone, statistically.
0: Someone probably is, you're right. But you could do a Grand Theft Auto movie that has all of the hallmarks and underpinnings of a Grand Theft Auto game, but it's a movie. Now, would people want to watch that? Yes, because Fast and the Furious and uh, Gone in 60 Seconds and so on, these are films that exist that people watch. watch. There's a movie called Grand Theft Auto that I think was either directed by or starred Ron Howard. That was very popular, or could at least pretend to be popular. But you could do a Grand Theft Auto movie and kind of give it that Lego movie approach where you kind of look at it as, well, this is kind of a game within with its own characters and its own personality, but kind of play with that line a little bit between what it's trying to be and what it actually is, Yeah, which Lego does expertly. I don't think Grand Theft Auto would be as successful, but that's the only video game franchise that I can think of where you could reasonably do it. Maybe Minecraft. But Minecraft is just digital Lego.
1: So then it would definitely be successful. Because we've already proven. Yeah.
0: It's tricky, but this is a hard one to talk about.
1: No, I think it's good and I think we've really hit on something. The idea that I think what makes this movie so appealing is that it's about creativity. Yeah. Creativity is universal. Yeah. And creativity can be expressed in so many ways that people don't maybe think of as being creative expression. Like playing with toys as a child, that's one of your first ways of expressing yourself creatively, of inventing something from your own imagination, of taking seemingly disparate parts of your own child experience and making it into something new.
0: Yeah. And I I think, as well as that, I think we needed to watch this movie. I think we needed to be reminded that toyetic films aren't all bad. And you and I both—we have both seen this movie before. We both know it's a good movie, but we needed to be reminded that Toyetic cinema can be really, really good if it's done well. We now have a barometer, a, 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 a high, a hallmark by which to compare every other Toyetic movie. Extreme that Extreme highs
1: and extreme lows. Yes, yeah. we've already experienced. What in is our the
0: lowest low?
1: The lowest low so far has definitely been Barbie.
0: <laughs> we didn't even that give it like re- a score that at was the rock end. Bottom. Um, I mean,
1: I say that now. We'll encounter another Rock Bottom, There will be,
0: sure. We're going to be bouncing on Rock Bottom a lot. But you, we, we may as well like, look into renting property <laughs> on Rock Bottom. Lego, The Lego movie gives us a really strong barometer for, this is what a toyetic movie should strive for.
1: Yeah, has the potential yes.
0: to be. Not every brand is capable of being the Lego movie, but that should be the shelf that, other films are reaching for.
1: Yeah, and there will be differences among franchises in levels of adaptability for cinematic storytelling. Yeah. And I think Lego as a brand is especially well-suited to it.
0: I'm starting to realize why I think Trolls was so successful as well, because I don't think... I don't think there was a lot of mythology surrounding the toys.
1: Mm. Um, so they could just create characters from scratch yeah. for the story. And
0: kind of do their own thing. Rather than they...
1: having to retrofit a story around existing exactly. characters.
0: Exactly. Which gave them completely, and I also discovered uh, relatively recently, DreamWorks owns the Charles brand now. Right? They bought it outright, oh. which I didn't know. Apparently they licensed it, and then during production just said, fuck it, we're buying yeah, This
1: Charles. is easier. Yeah. It seemed neater that way. Yeah.
0: It's easier, I think, when you don't have as much story to backfill. I think a good example of this is two movies that I don't know that we'll ever do for the podcast because, again, they're not your speed, but Mortal Kombat and its sequel, Mortal Kombat Annihilation. The first Mortal Kombat takes the few strands of story that there are from the first game and just has fun with them. It is is a romp. It is a romp of a kung fu movie that also happens to be not nearly as violent as the video game it was based on, but if you're a fan of martial arts movies, which I'm not, I'm not a big fan of them, but there's something there, there's meat on that bone to, to sink your teeth into, and it's a fun, throwaway way to spend a couple of hours, because they didn't really have to do a lot with the mythology. I think there's more mythology in that movie than there is in the, in the first game. So they get to play around with it. Again, like with Trolls and like with the Lego movie. With Mortal Kombat Annihilation, which is the second one, I think that's the second one. By that time, we'd had three or four Mortal Kombat games. And there's much more mythology at that point. And they tried really hard to to weave that mythology through the, the, the film. And they tried too hard. And consequently, the second film is a mess. It's also very low budget. It looks like it was made to be shown on television. It's just not, a good movie but they spend so much time trying to hit all of these story beats from the second third and I think fourth games that it just falls apart it's it is it is a, a ridiculous stupid bad movie so we have two examples of toyetic cinema within the same franchise at that in that instance where the first movie does a good job with a little bit of mythology and the second movie strangles itself yes that's, the, that's a perfect analogy, <laughs> especially considering the violence inherent in the modern it's, format.
1: There seems to be a sweet spot of the right amount of mythology and yeah. going into making these adaptations. Yeah. I think that's also part of why the Barbie movie series works so well, or at least that they keep on finding ways to come up with different conceits yeah. for Barbie, because she is she's a blank canvas for the most part, but yeah. there are some like, universally Barbie traits that follow her from film yeah. to film.
0: It's, you can do virtually anything. She's, like you say, she's which a blank is, canvas.
1: Which is what toys are. Yeah. Like, it just comes back to the fact that the the movies that are the most successful that are based on toy franchises are ones that embrace what it is to be a toy. Yes. Like, what is the function of a toy?
0: Which is, which is something that is at the core of the movie Toy Story, which ironically we won't be doing for the podcast, <laughs> but that's that's kind of what toy story is about all all 3 and i guess 4 soon of those movies are about the nature of what it is to be a toy and yeah. the purpose of a toy and those films are smart and clever and beautiful for that with barbie like you said like what each kid wants their barbie to be is going to be different some some kids are going to want their barbie to be pretty some barbie some some kids are going to want their barbies to be Doctors. Some are going to want them to be astronauts.
1: Or, or pretty doctors. Or
0: pretty doctors. I'm not saying There's that you exist. can't be a pretty doctor. But some people, yeah, some people look at their Barbies as, I just want this to be like an icon of beauty that I can hold in my hand mm-hmm. as a young child. Um, or as a collector. Yeah, or as a collector. And some kids like, like, that that Barbie's a doctor. I can be a doctor too. So I'm going to have the doctor Barbie. Or mm-hmm. that Barbie is an astronaut. I want to be an astronaut. So... There are Barbie movies where she's a princess, and that's going to appeal to some kids who have the Barbie princesses, but for the kid who whose Barbie is a doctor, that's not the movie for them, and that's okay, because there are 18,624 other Barbie movies, and statistically <laughs> speaking, at least one of those is going to be a movie where she's a doctor. Is a, there a Barbie movie?
1: smorgasbord. There aren't any Dr. Barbie movies yet that I am aware of in which she is a doctor.
0: They've done some vlog stuff, right? They did I know they those Barbie. I know,
1: vlogs. um well, for Life in the Dream House, which is a series with a gajillion episodes, they do emphasize the fact like that Barbie is a doll and she lives in a mansion and in her lifetime has had all of these careers.
0: She's aware that she's a toy yes. in this series. In okay. Life in the
1: Dreamhouse, this series, Barbie is a is a doll and is aware that and is aware of the fact that she's a doll and all her friends are dolls.
0: That's interesting. Yeah, fascinating. Life
1: in the Dreamhouse is a, is a series, so I don't know that we'll get to it. Although there have been, I think, some some like two parter episodes yeah. that could be considered like TV movies. But life Life in the Dreamhouse is is definitely more tongue in cheek and geared towards an older audience that is maybe a little more cynical of Barbie would you would
0: you say that the audience is going for maybe the the maybe the the teenage crowd that yeah. has distanced itself from from Barbie dolls yeah or
1: old, older kids yeah. who maybe would would feel embarrassed watching Barbie and relating to Barbie sincerely or unironically
0: that was i, I irony was going to be my next yeah. go to yeah
1: which is kind of that's kind of how I got into watching the Barbie movies because <laughs> i started out watching them kind of ironically and then it, a few became... movies in, I realized oh, no. I might actually. It was kind of a she's all that situation. <laughs> <laughs> or I realized I might actually yeah. really love this, and this really touches something yeah. in my heart that like gives me that that sense of magic of like anything's possible. Yeah. Like I can dream it. <laughs> yeah, like, I have, that I... feeling of playing with a toy where it's like I can do anything I want with this. This person yeah. who is my avatar can be and do anything.
0: Yeah, I I, I have a few. I don't know if you know this, but I'm quite into Doctor Who. I have a few friends who their intro to Doctor Who was, you know, with the classic series because it looked cheesy in camp. And, oh, I'm going to watch this. This looks terrible. And then they fell in love with it.
1: Yeah. In a way that makes it more accessible. Yeah. Which I think, coming back to the Lego movie, I think it, lean- it leans into the camp and the silliness without being cynical at all. Yeah,
0: but it, it, everything it does, it's looking at through the eye of, this is how a child would approach yeah. this thing if they had to play it with these yeah. little little toys. Like, it's such a... It is an insanely smart movie, and the fact that, like, the psychology of it as well, like, that this is the story that the kid has concocted because his dad is building mm. this, this thing with all of these Lego bricks that, as far as he's concerned, should be toys to be played with, and he's... I guess it's a... Business model, like a literal business model. <laughs> I'm not entirely sure. I think that's something every, every, I can relate to that. Yeah. I remember like my parents collected Star Trek toys and they were on display in a cabinet and I was never allowed to touch them. I touched them very, very frequently, <laughs> but we weren't allowed to touch them. And that hurt as a kid. Yeah. It's to like, be like the, it's
1: a toy. But they're toys. And it's not serving its yeah. function.
0: I also remember having an action man and my dad stealing it for a stop motion project for university and then saying, I'll buy you another one. And the one that he bought me did not have as many points of articulation. I was very sad. Yeah. Like he bought me a budget action man. The one I had like ball joints and like, I could duck a full on like vintage GI Joe style action man with all of the joints, the shoulders, the stomach, the neck, everything. And the new guy was like, Hey, what's up? I only move at the arms and legs and that's it. (laughs) It was very, very sad.
1: I wish you could see the little dance. I
0: did kind of do like a little robot thing. This episode has proven to be tricky for us to discuss. And I think if we're coming at it from the angle of, we're a comedy podcast, this has not been a funny episode. But I think there's value here because I think we've discussed a lot of very interesting topics. I think that we've dissected a little bit of what good toyetic cinema can be and used the Lego movie as a lens through which to view um, the
1: ones we've already watched yeah. and to look at the, the ones that we're going to watch. It gives us a, a framework yeah, and a frame of reference.
0: I almost feel like in many ways maybe this should have been our the first, first one, movie. But again, I, I think as a, we want the first episode to be funny and I think we can't... Trolls is still one of my favourite episodes that we've done. So, as a, I, obviously, the, the best, best episode is Pokemon, the first movie, because it's so good, with Super Mario Bros. very close behind. Oh. I, I think, if here's the thing, if you've listened to this, if you've stuck with us through this, and you thought, this isn't very funny, I agree with you. This isn't very funny, and I'm sorry that we haven't been funny this week, and we will be funny again next week when we watch the Emoji Movie. No. Um,
1: no, I'm not going to be funny. I'm going to be... In a fetal
0: position, <laughs> there will be there will be humor in in our in, in our pain. Here's the thing: I chose that. I'll, I'm going to come back to the Emoji Movie. I really do want to discuss that with you because that's that's something that is going to be going to
1: give an account. For, I think it's
0: going to give us it's going to be a point of contention until we rip off that band-aid. But I I think that watching the Lego Movie, while, while it has not resulted in a funny episode of of the show, I think we've discussed some good topics. I think we've got a lot of value out of watching it both. Personally, and for the podcast, and you know, I don't, I don't regret choosing the watch no, this over it, Furby Island because t- <laughs> we know Furby Island is not gone. It's just it's no, it's, it's waiting. Yeah, it's looming it's waiting on the horizon.
1: You have a little reprieve. Yes, from Furby Island. I'm I'm very glad that we that we chose this movie yeah. today. It took us a while to figure out our in yeah in talking about it, but I I feel now like we can go more places on this podcast yeah on this podcast on this podcast co- on this pod cod. <laughs> <laughs> on this <cod> piece yes <laughs> because i think yeah this helps frame the movies that we've watched yeah And will help frame the movies that we're going to watch and looking for that element of like how a franchise a- approaches an adaptation a, a film adaptation
0: yeah.
1: of a brand um le- leaning into the toy aspect or not doing that and yeah. probably fucking it all up. And because it, you really need to lean into what, what makes the toy the way it is. And take into account like the, the play mechanics and functionality yeah. of the toy in order to make something that's sincere and resonant. I think that's what the Lego movie has done. I think, yeah, sincere, resonant. Those were two words that I would use to describe this movie. Yeah. And I think that's why it's been so successful. And why it touched my little heart.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I got emotional. I'm not going to lie. Like I, I You felt I, an
1: emotion. I felt
0: several emotions. I well up. Usually you
1: don't. Usually you're very stoic. I'm a very
0: stoic person. I don't really emote much. I know. I know. But I did. I did well up. Like during this, especially when Will Ferrell steps down the stairs and he's being a grumpy dad person. Yeah. It's like I remember my dad being like that. And yeah. I remember how sad it felt. And this, but it's a, this is a it's. It's just a good movie. I'm really glad that we watched it.
1: I also feel like that scene between the dad and son is is a scene that happens within yourself. Yeah, your your adult self and your child. Yeah, I think it just it hits on so many levels. It's such a smart movie. Yeah, that operates on so many levels. It's just I feel like I could take it apart academically. Like I could write a really long paper about this.
0: If you had the time, would if you? I had,
1: no, if I had the time, no. I would do something
0: else. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, that could make an interesting blog post <laughs> for the site.
1: Oh, no. Someone else can write that. I'm okay. sure someone else has written that. It's just a really smart, well-made movie. Very proud to have watched it with my eyes. Like, yeah. that was a good investment.
0: You have a sense of pride. You've yes. accomplished something by looking at this movie. Well,
1: I feel like it brought out something in me that I want to nurture.
0: Yeah. I, I aspire to create something that is as smart and well put together and has as much to say as the Lego movie.
1: And has as much emotional yeah. resonance.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I want to make stuff that connects with people. Mm-hmm. You know, whether whether you watch, you watch it because you want to feel happy or you watch it because you want to feel sad or you watch it because you feel sad and you want to feel something else. Like, that's the kind of stories I want to tell. That's the kind of, you know, media that I want to create. Like, I don't know if, Port Center, particularly over the last, I want to say, eight months as I've been making episodes again feels more personal now than it did to me when I was making it, you know, at 25, 26, 27 years old. The SimCity episode in particular, which I don't know how much of the sh- I know I filmed them here in your apartment, but I don't know how much you've watched Port Center.
1: Yeah, no, I remember that episode, and I think it makes sense that your approach has changed because you've had so many more experiences.
0: Yeah. And I, been I,
1: through more, and, and yeah. you have more to say, and more ways to connect with
0: people. Yeah. That's, I feel, it's weird that we pivoted onto this subject. No,
1: I, I think it's good because in watching this movie and in having this discussion we've now opened up a new level, I feel like. The, this podcast doesn't have to be all goofs and snark and yeah. dick jokes.
0: And it's not always kinks. dick jokes.
1: It's usually dick jokes.
0: Charles put us off on a, <laughs> on a, on a, on a rough start vis-a-vis but that we, dick jokes. I
1: think this is something that we've wanted to explore dick jokes <laughs> always <laughs> but also just looking looking at these movies sincerely and seeing what they have to offer artistically yeah. and having that in con- in conjunction with dick jokes i don't know if that's what if if we realized that's what we wanted when we set out yeah. to do this podcast but i'm glad that we can also yeah. explore that and i'm excited to to watch more movies that give us the opportunity to yeah. explore these these themes. Yeah. I
0: don't think the podcast can be this every week. Very
1: serious. Yes. All the time. Um, Surprise new format. Yeah,
0: But I like being able to do this every now and then.
1: I don't now. think we have to worry about that because most of these movies are going to be terrible. Like... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> This, yeah this is an anomaly yeah
0: there aren't there aren't many but they are gonna pop up like we're gonna have conversations like this again almost certainly like a batman is gonna be a movie that's gonna inspire a heated conversation but it's gonna be about
1: i mean it's gonna be heated the, with yourself because i don't yeah. have any sort of emotional investment in batman well
0: maybe that's the one that we bring a guest host onto to kind of supplement a the conversation expert. yeah a Spurt.
1: yes yes
0: do we want to talk about what we're doing next week even though we've what already, are...
1: oh no, <laughs> <laughs> no, i had forgotten, so, I'd blocked it out.
0: Next week we are doing the emoji movie, which is not a good movie. No, it's right? not a
1: good movie, but I don't consider it a toyetic movie, except insofar as like people want to buy the pillows, like the poop pillows.
0: It's the emoji movie is a tricky one, and it's one that I was kind of back and forth on about whether to include it on the list in the you first place. Stay back. I mean, I'm not going to disagree with you on that one, but it does. the Emoji Movie does exist to capitalize on a product. The product just happens to be emoticons, emojis that people have on their phone. And that's not necessarily like a universal thing. Um, you and I both have Android phones, so we have the, the the Google Android emoji that appear when we send text. iPhone's emojis are different, Samsung's emojis are different, etc., etc. So it's not like a unified brand, but it is something that is identifiable and recognizable and is something that is kind of commodified a little bit, you can buy, as you pointed out, emoji pillows.
1: Yeah, it kind of, like, are emojis a product?
0: The, and, the, 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 That's
1: and, a question that I don't know how to answer. I feel like it should have a really obvious answer, but I guess it doesn't.
0: I, I think the, the philosophically I want to say no. I think commercially, probably... It's a really tricky one. It'd be like, if they came out with an alphabet movie where it's like, B doesn't want to be B anymore. (laughs) He wants to be F, but F is already F. That's kind of what the Emoji Movie is based on what I've seen from the trailers. And that's not a movie I would consider toyetic. But because of the way people do commodify emojis, that changes the perspective of the movie a little bit. Plus, it's just going to be bad. I want to watch it out of morbid curiosity. And I think... I don't want to have to do that alone.
1: Alone, okay. Um, so I'm your security blanket. But
0: also, it's going to be terrible. I want to watch it because of how bad I know it's going to be. I don't want to watch it alone. And I don't want it to be a waste of time. So we do it for the podcast. Okay. I think those are all very guess good reasons. I those are valid
1: points. And because your name is listed first, <laughs> I, I am going to have to go along with it. I am it, more important. But I am going to be complaining the entire time. Yes, Just but the, the
0: movie after the Emoji movie is your choice. Which is already on the list.
1: Okay. Well, we can keep that a fun little surprise. Yeah.
0: But I'm I'm morbidly excited about no. the, the emoji movie. Oh, I'm dreading it. In part because of a, I, I know how bad it's going to be. I know how much you're going to hate it. I'm looking forward to seeing how bad it is. I'm looking forward to watching you rise. That's, I can't pretend that that's. I'm not glad an one of
1: us is looking forward to my suffering. There's going
0: to be a point where we're going to finish watching the movie and we're just going to look at each other and we're going to look for the light in each other's eyes and there will be nothing. <laughs> it's just it's just going to be like black marble.
1: We will become wraiths. Yeah. Emoji wraiths.
0: Emoji wraiths. But I think that's it for us this week. Yeah. I um, think
1: we had a good discussion. I feel like there's yeah. some, there's some stuff in there. Sorry, it wasn't as as dick heavy. As I know you've come (laughs) to expect.
0: We do know that you guys like a heavy dick. Um, Thank you so much for listening to The Life Toyetic with Ben and Molly this week. If you enjoy the show, if this is your first episode, uh, sorry, um, but do please (laughs) consider... This is not a
1: representative sample. No,
0: it's definitely not, but do please consider subscribing to us on the feed. We're on Google Play, iTunes, Stitcher... A bunch of other places. We can just go to the If you're on iTunes, do please leave us a review if you like the show. Podcasts survive by word of mouth, and re- positive reviews are a really good way for us to get a little bit more traction on iTunes. And that's where people download podcasts. Apparently, I did not know this. Um, <laughs> yeah,
1: this is this is a tiny little homegrown with love podcast. Very low tech.
0: We're not corporate owned. We have no <laughs> uh, no business overlords. There's no president business to tell no us. No
1: president business.
0: There's no president business. None of that president business here. <laughs> um, huge thanks to Brian Melbourne for producing our theme tune, which we decided to call the Toyetic Toe Tapper, which is the name that you gave oh, it. Oh, did I?
1: I'm just, oh, yeah, good job, self. I'm just
0: going with it. Yeah, you said that in a previous episode, and I really like that title, so I'm going with it. Brian, if you had a title for it, Tough. Too bad. It's the to- Toyetic Toe Tapper. If you want to reach out to us, you can tweet at us. We are at the Life Toyetic on Twitter. We are the Toyetic.tumbler.com. We're the Life Toyetic on Facebook. You can email us at show at thelife Toyetic.com. Do get in touch because we love talking to people. We love hearing We're very them. friendly. We're very friendly. Do feel free to give us feedback. Uh, if you got anything out of this listening to this episode, do please let us know because I'm sitting here wondering if we've just killed the podcast oh, no, because it's I don't not think funny. So and yeah i just i want i I'm, I'm very keen to see what the reaction to this episode is is going to be because i don't think either of us sat down with the intent of making a it's you know, okay to do an
1: occasional, sincere episode. Yeah,
0: That was one of my favorite things about... I'll tell you off the air. Um,
1: cool.
0: Off the air. God, I'm already, <laughs> already a podcast asshole.
1: Do you want to tell people about your, your PAX stuff?
0: I do. Um, I'm going to be at PAX East in Boston at the beginning of April, first weekend of April, on Sunday at 2pm in whichever theater it is. I cannot remember which theater it is. I'll make sure I have the information for the next one. I will be doing a one-hour talk called everything you've ever wanted to know about ports probably we'll be talking about the history of video game ports why they maybe aren't as important now but were hugely important uh, in the 80s and 90s and that's going to be kind of part stand-up comedy part powerpoint presentation so maybe that's your bag if you're going to be at pax east do find me do come and say hi i would love to meet you let me know what you think of port center of this podcast and uh yeah come and watch me try to be funny about old video games for an hour
1: because we definitely can't be funny about... <laughs>
0: uh, what else is worth pitching? Um, there's a new episode of Port Center that went up last week, looking at the Amiga versions of Street Fighter 2, Super Street Fighter 2, and Super Street Fighter 2 Turbo. You can find that at youtube.com slash filmjoy. And we will be doing... Me and my friend Mikey Newman are doing the second part of our The Sims 2 live stream. We do a weekly show... Film Joy called The Antiquing Hour, where we play an old video game. Last week we played The Sims 2, and we ended on a cliff- cliffhanger and thought, well, we have to come back and continue. Mikey and I married, uh, <laughs> and we just adopted a child. Oh,
1: that's so sweet! Yeah, I'll I'm send you very the link. I'm happy for you too. If
0: you want to watch it while you're working, I'll send you the link okay, you cool. on in the background. But it was a fun one to do, and I'm really looking forward to doing the next one. That will be. Uh, streaming at noon on Wednesday on youtube.com slash FilmJoy. We can go to bit.ly slash FilmJoy live for the live feed when that goes up on Wednesday. Molly, do you have anything to pitch? No. Or plug? Pitch suggests it is a new idea. Plug (laughs) suggests that you do other things.
1: I pitched that... We should wrap this up so we can go eat something.
0: That's a really good idea. I'm so fucking hungry. Thank you very much for listening to The Life Toyetic. I've been Ben.
1: I've been and still am Molly.
0: And um, you had an idea for a sign-off.
1: Well, we were talking about at the end of toy commercials, they always say something to the effect of, like, includes everything shown here. Like, something, something sold separately.
0: Yes. So what we need to do is the something something sold separately should always be something to do with this episode. Well, episode in, this, we just in this
1: episode, jokes are sold separately.
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's it. Thanks for listening to the Life Toy Tank with Ben and Molly, which comes with everything you see here. Jokes sold separately. It's
1: for this episode anyway.